What is up, everybody? We are on the road to WrestleMania, and there's no better stop than clickbait with Garrison Barney and myself. How are you doing tonight, man? I am doing fantastic. How are you tonight, my brother? I, I am doing great. I'm so excited to dive in. We're doing something different this week, so I'm pumped. Yeah, I am very, very excited for this week. I think I think uh, the listeners out there are going to love this episode of Clickbait, and I cannot wait for the feedback. Me too. Okay, so for people who don't know, uh, can you tell them a little bit about what we are doing tonight? Uh, tonight, we are going over mine and Bryce's top five wrestling conspiracies. Um, we're going to dive into uh, some things that I think a lot of fans know. Um, I have a few that some might not know, so like, I'm really, really excited for this. No, me too. I, I think it's going to be so cool, and and I think the fans are going to get something different. And, and like like we said, this isn't going to be your same like uh, podcast where we recap everything that happened to the history and and really going into the depths of the wrestling world. So I'm really excited about this. Okay, I want to start uh, number five for you. What is that for you for these con- for these things? Oh, so Jimmy Snuka's wife's murder. Yes, yes. Okay, okay. For people who don't know, kind of like let them know a little bit of like a backstory of that. Um, so in 1983, uh, Jimmy Snuka's wife was murdered inside of a hotel room. And um, as we know, what was it, like two years ago, he was yeah. convicted of the murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, you know, that was... 30 years, 30 yeah. years of just not knowing, which which is uh, crazy, very crazy. Um, totally and, crazy, yeah. And allegedly, they didn't know who the murderer was. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was uh, very gruesome, very gruesome, very, you know, uh, I believe that she, she was struck uh, in the head. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I read that. Um, and it killed her, but my conspiracy theory with this is that Vince McMahon. Yes. I was hoping you were going to go there. Okay, go ahead. Vince McMahon, uh, actually covered this up to save, uh, Jimmy Snuka, who was a big star at the time. Um, and a lot of people believe that Vince McMahon, uh, a couple tidbits that I wrote is that, um, Jimmy Snuka was actually at the hotel. And, and this is what conspiracy theories, uh, theorists believe. Yeah. And that he called Vince McMahon, and Vince McMahon may or may not have helped him uh, cover up the murder. Um, now, what I, I you know, I, I'm never going to say never. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think this one honestly is, is a little far fetched, um, just just for the fact that I, I I don't think Vince would put himself in that predicament. I think that given the time frame, I think that if Hulk Hogan called Vince McMahon and was like, "This happened," I think that's more plausible. But I don't. I won't go out and say that like Jimmy Snuka was that big of a draw that like Vince yeah. could lose yeah, like, everything. Like I could see it if it was you know Hogan or Piper. You know, yeah, somebody that drew a lot of money. Um, you know, and it, and it's sad that mm-hmm. Jimmy got convicted and then he passed away because we'll never know. Right, right. Um, and I, you know, I really just feel bad. You know, uh, honestly, for Vince McMahon, that a lot of people think this, and I, and I, you know, I looked up articles and things about a lot of these things. Um, yeah, and. Like, there is a following that really believes that Vince covered it up. Now, you know, I, I totally agree with what you say is if it was Hogan or Piper or somebody else, maybe. But, like, I don't think, you know, we'll never – this is one of the ones I don't think we'll never, we'll never know. We'll never find out what really happened in that hotel room. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that, uh, like, his daughter, like, Tamina, do you think she knows anything? No. No, like, do you think he never, like, confided, like, on his, like, when he was, like, on his deathbed, kind of, like, confided in? No, I, I personally think that's something that Jimmy took to his grave. Um, 
Because I, I feel like in this day and age that that would, would have came out. Yeah. No, that's true. I think – I don't I – I'm not sure. Like, I read that. I'm not going to lie. I was actually just talking about this, uh, like, the other day. And I th- actually am one of the people that thinks that he did do it. But I don't think that Vince covered it up. Yeah, I think Jimmy did it. I think absolutely he did it. But I, I'm with you. I don't think this is this is the one. This is one of the ones that's far fetched. Yeah, um, I don't think you're gonna risk like your 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 major company to, to 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 do that to somebody who's like mid level star at best. Like I, I I don't think that he that would happen. No, no, and um. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I don't think that Vince McMahon would put himself in that predicament because if he did that and it ever came out, man, that that's a huge asterisk. Yeah, so. it could destroy everything. Like he has this billions and billions of dollar conglomerate company, which is just so big. Like, yeah, it could totally destroy him. Yeah, yeah. This is a uh, this is that's something that I I firmly believe Vince did not do. Um, I think. Uh, I think that was the uh, for a lot of fans. I think that was a scapegoat. Yeah. So. So I want to. I kind of want to ask you. Excuse me. I want to ask. You, how would you feel if it ever came out that Vince McMahon did know? Like, would you look at him and the product differently? You know, I wouldn't look at the business differently. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't look at the company differently. I would look at Vince McMahon differently. Yeah. I would um. I, you know, because if Vince did that, what else has he done? It, yeah, I, it makes you, it really does make you wonder, like, what, I think that he is honestly, like, so powerful. I think that there's a lot he is potentially capable of, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Um, he definitely has the ability, which I'm going to talk about later, just, like, erasing people from history, I feel like. Yes, yeah. Like, yes. like he, if he doesn't want you to exist, you don't exist. Exactly, exactly. And I feel, I feel like giving the circumstances, especially being a year out from mm-hmm. uh, WrestleMania. Yeah. Um, I don't think he would have risked that. No, no. He was like, so becoming so mainstream, which is, you could tell it's like all he ever really wants is to be like a mainstream. And I don't think that like right on your, on the cusp of that, I don't think that he would risk just like tanking his, his now at that point, like his national and then soon to be global company. Yeah. I don't think he would do it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, with that being said, what is your uh, number five? My number five is this conspiracy that people have that the reason that Randy Savage like disappeared from like everything and that uh. he never came back is the the rumors that he molested or had a sexual relationship with Stephanie McMahon. Yeah, when she was uh, seventeen years old. When she, a yeah, lot, a lot of people believe that he had left the company. Because he was having an affair on Elizabeth with uh, Stephanie. Which is like, that's like mind-blowing. But then if you think about it, like, I mean, he, he never fully, like, he's one, of the, he's one of the only people I feel like who has never really, like, came back. Like, he did, like, I think there was, like, this weird, like, handshake thing he did, like, for a video game with, like, Vince McMahon. But, like, other than that, like, it didn't go anywhere else. Like, we never saw him ever again no. on WWE television. No, and, you know, he did not... Even after he passed, it was still years later before they finally put him into the Hall of Fame. Um, right. So, so that, that you know, this is one of the ones that I'll be honest with you. I think I think this happened. I I do too. I think that that he, he was just yeah. No, I completely agree that it happened. <laughs> and the ramifications of that, like, I mean, that's he was such a big star. He was, you know. In a lot of people's eyes, Randy Savage was equivalent to Hulk Hogan at times. Right. Um, Randy Savage, you know, first and foremost, what he did in the ring. Um, you know, you talk about his world title reigns and all that, and then you talk about that amazing match he had at WrestleMania three With Steamboat, right? With Steamboat yeah. that, you know, a lot of people still to this day say that's the greatest wrestling match um, yeah. of all time. And, like, so it – you know, especially after WCW closed, it really bothered me that there was no mention of Randy Savage. Right, because you had all these people come over. Like, first there was the invasion storyline, whatever, and then the NWO came over 
uh, later on. And it's like, okay, even, I mean, I know that Randy Savage is, is not alive anymore, but even like later your sting came and it's just like how all the former people had already come back. Bret Hart, everybody, everybody. Why, you know, why hadn't Randy Savage come back? There had to have been a reason. Yeah. Um, and I feel like, I don't know, man. I just feel like that that one, that one, that when I first heard that, I can remember it was like 10 years ago. I, I stumbled yeah. on it and I was like, wow, like how much sense does that make? Right. And do you think that's why, like, it could explain why he never like got back up to the top? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, cause, cause even his run in WCW was mediocre at best. It, yeah. It was very uninspiring, especially given somebody of his like legendary status. Yeah. You know, um, I, and you know, maybe that was just, you know, WCW being WCW, who knows? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, true. <laughs> but, um, you had a lot of people, you know, you talk, you know, him and Hogan, uh, I watched a WWE photo shoot with Eric Bischoff. Um, oh, how is that? I haven't seen it yet. A beautiful, beautiful. Um, and there was a picture of Hogan and Savage, um, working out on it and, Bischoff, like, he didn't go into details, but he goes, that was like a married couple. He goes, one day they were on, one day they were off. And, you know, that right there makes me believe, like, did Hogan know? Right, right. You know, you I, know, I have a feeling, you know, Hall and Nash might have known, <laughs> you know? Like, so if that did happen, you know, maybe not Hall and Nash, but if that did happen, Hogan, you know, definitely knew because he was very close with Vince McMahon. Right. So do you think that he was just like... I think that like, at that point, like nobody was going to let him back in. And I feel like uh, by the time before he died, obviously Triple H and Stephanie had been married for a while. And I feel like Triple H would be uncomfortable with that happening. And Stephanie was, or they were already in like leadership positions in the company. Uh, well, Stephanie at least was, I feel like there was no way he was coming back. No, no, absolutely not. You know, that, that's just an awkward situation that that's uh that's one of those things you just never come back from. Yeah, no, I just I would love to just know if it's true, but uh, because it would explain so much. Because how does somebody go from being like one of the top people ever? He was like king of the ring, or whatever. He was just on, on fire. Like he had, like, like you said, like the amazing matches, like the one at WrestleMania three. Uh, he was part of the team with Hogan, like all of that. And then he's relegated to the announced team, and then he has that very uninspiring uh, match at WrestleMania ten with Crush, right? Yeah, yeah, and I was yeah. Like, why? And like, what is that? <laughs> you know, um, right? Yeah, no, that is, I agree with you, and that, like, that's another one I think eventually might come out. That one I think might come out. Like, whether whether it was true, the allegations were true or not, I think one day, you right. know, maybe not in the next twenty years, but I think eventually mm-hmm. that will come out. I think that's something that would come out in like a maybe like a book by Stephanie McMahon or something. Yeah. Like, I definitely think it would be her that, like, reveals it. I, I really do. Um, I, I don't know, because I don't even know if they would ever reveal it, because it could just further tarnish a lot of things. Like, I think they're so protective of the business itself, and I don't think that they would want to, like, screw with the legacy like that, because then, like, stuff with him on the network would be weird. Because you know how, like, on the network, if Crispin was, like, in the thing, like, they have that thing that says, like, does not reflect our corporate views or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I feel absolutely. like it, I feel like, and it does it with Hogan too. I feel like it would it would do that with Savage, and then there would be shareholders. Like, there's so many things now that could go into like if that ever got revealed, and I just think that they would never, uh, they never do it. Yeah, no, that that's definitely that's something that would just be a snowball effect. Yeah. I, okay. I want to ask you, what is your number four? All right, my number four. That this one. This one kind of bleeds into politic, like politics in the real world. Oh, I like that. The conspiracy that Vince McMahon is part of the Illuminati. Oh, I'm digging that. Um, it comes down to like uh, the hand signals. The um, like a, a lot of people think John Cena's three fingers is the the sign of six six six. Um, oh my god! I never even thought of that to just now. Chills. Um, you know, all the way down to the Ascensions, um, their logo with the with the seeing eye. Um, you know, and a lot a lot of people, uh, a lot of things that I have read recently, because uh, I I I read into this a long, long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I, you know, a lot of this stuff I did a refresher on this week. Uh, yeah. So I was up to date on it, but, um, yeah, like the hand signals and like, uh, even down to like, uh, Undertaker sacrificing Stephanie. On I was just about to bring that up to you. I was like, do you think that is like a, some kind of symbolic thing? You know, and, uh, you know, WrestleMania is the huge one. Um, oh, okay. Because Vince McMahon at that point in time was, you know, and he, he had to mortgage his house and he got a million dollars from Jim Crockett promotions uh, because on Black Tuesday, he went in and he bought the time slot to TBS. Okay. And, and uh, Jim Crockett obviously wanted his time slot back. And Vince McMahon said, you need to pay me a million dollars. And basically, they say that that million dollars paid for WrestleMania. Um, really? And, yeah, yeah. I'm so fascinated because I've actually never heard this theory. So I'm like really into this right now. Um, Jim Crockett touches on it on the rise and fall of WCW a little bit. Okay. The DVD. So check that out. It's very good. Watch. Okay, I will for sure. Um, and like right down to... You know, a lot of people saying, you know, Vince, Vince is very relevant and Vince, Vince has had, you know, you look at every wrestling industry other than WWE, right? They've all crumbled. Yeah. So a lot of people feel like that maybe, you know, he's possibly part of the Illuminati for the simple fact that he, um, the longevity of the company. Yeah. Cause it's just like, so and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's not a lot about it. You know, I'll be honest with you. There's not a lot about it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, because Illuminati is very, very touchy in pop culture and politics. Yeah. But it could explain all of, like, the celebrities and, like, the obsession with bringing them in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that that one was – that's very, you know – that's another one that I got to say uncle on, like, Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you know, and that's another one that I, I believe we will never, ever, ever uh, really know. Because I don't think we'll ever really know about the Illuminati. Yeah, okay, I was going to ask, what do you think of the Illuminati while we're like on the subject real quick? I think it's very possible that all these rich people are the ones that control the world. I am so into, if Illuminati would love to hit me up and like let me be a part of that, I'm so down. Yeah, no, I am too. Like, right, right. Anytime they want to, you know, sacrifice a child, let me know. <laughs> right, right, right. Just uh, kidding, just kidding. No. Just, <laughs> right, right. Oh my god. Yeah, he is definitely just kidding. Everybody, um, in case anybody ever wants to sponsor us, like, he's kidding. Um, <laughs> no. Oh my god. I like. Hang on. I gotta like refine my page. <laughs> I had my next my my next conspiracy. Oh, I, okay. So the next one for me, I just want to like it's. It's, like, different because it's not, like, necessarily a conspiracy. I feel like it's just in my own head. Like, even – it's just, like, I, WWE, it's more about how they just make people disappear from history as if, like, they never existed unless they want them to exist. And I, I just think it's so interesting. Like, uh, China or Chris Benoit or, like, until very, very, very recently CM Punk. It's, like, how can you just pretend that – all of, of that, like, never happened. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I think about that a lot. Like, because it's it's not only, like, I don't care. Like, they, they did it with Hogan right now. Yeah. They're doing it with Hogan again. And, like, it just bugs me because you, you look at a guy like Hogan. Right. Who is and always will be the biggest draw this industry has ever seen. If people do not know anything about pro wrestling, they know who Hulk Hogan is. Right. Um, and then a guy like, you know, CM Punk, who was just, you know, phenomenal at everything he did. And then China, who would just revolutionized what a woman should do in the wrestling business. And then, you know, you take Chris Benoit. A yeah. guy, just look at what he's done inside the ring and inside the business. He was so good. Right. He was so good. He was mm. – there was nobody better when it came to the technical, technical. ability yeah. than Chris Benoit. 
and you know we'll we'll get into it later. I I know into the show. But yeah. Chris Benoit was just you know that whole situation bugs me. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. But I, I want to like I want to ask like what is how do you feel like about just people being like erased? I just think like even I just don't get it. Like you can't pretend. Like we 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 watch. We know that it's a thing, and and I think it's just the weirdest thing to me that people. If you have an issue with somebody. You just erase them from history, but they like, like you said, like Hogan made that company, or or each of them like did stuff in their own right to like make that company like major moments. So it's just interesting to me that just because you had like a disagreement with them, that you can erase them off the face of the earth, and then like they never really do anything else. Like the people that were alive, like their lives are crap after they get like erased from the company. Yeah. So, like, I kind of wonder about that. Like, China's life was, like, garbage. Yeah, China's life was horrible. I mean, you know, CM Punk's got the UFC thing. Um, Does he? (laughs) He just announced another fight. No, I mean, he does. But, like, I I don't know know, how I see that going. And my my thing with Hogan is just, you know, as a fan, I'm like, come on. You know, like, he is the greatest you know, celebrity that wrestling has ever seen, you know. Right. Especially at a time when wrestling wasn't really that big. Yeah, you know? yeah, he, like, made wrestling cool for, for people that weren't you just, know, like, the, the diehard. Wrestling connection, WrestleMania, Hulkamania, you know, all of it. And, and as a fan, it bothers me because as a fan, I'm like, as a, and, I, and I'm going to say this as well, but, like, as a fan, it bothers me. But from a business standpoint, yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, same. No, I totally get it from a business standpoint. It just sucks as being, like, like a fan that's, like, obsessed. Like, because you just know, like, we're, we're so rich in the history. And, like, it just feels uncomfortable in a way to have them just negate everything that ever happened. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it, it's awful. It's like, awful. like... Chris Brown beat the crap out of Rihanna, for example, but like that doesn't mean that they just erased him from music. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, you you have that all the time in pop culture, right? You know? and, and essentially, that's what wrestling is—it's pop culture. Um, now here's something I was reading, which is interesting. Like a lot of people think that like WWE is responsible, or Vince McMahon is responsible for like ruining their lives, like post. Like if you look at them, they just all have like downward spirals or bad luck, like nothing really great happens if they leave on bad terms like this is like well, weird but like i can't like they said bret hart like they just like they're cursed like like there's a curse even that's like the, what it was it was that like well, you know i don't i don't think it's so much as a curse i think honestly when you leave the wwe there's no going anywhere else right like cause there's no going above that like in what you do like like, like one one once you're you're um you know a top tier athlete in the wwe or performer in the wwe what else are you gonna do right you know, there's no like else, there's nothing else like you know you can you can <clears throat> even go revitalize your career and and do this and do that but like people like hogan never did it because he held and clutched on to that fame uh, and you know hogan is not a simpleton hogan is a very smart businessman as we've seen over time with um you know, the things he's done in the wrestling industry, he's very powerful in it. Right. Um, you know, China, China really, that one bugged me, but I get it. Um, because there was no other woman like her. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I get like, she was like bashing them in like the porn videos and she did the parody and all that. Like, I get why they like wouldn't want to do with her, but it, it's like it's become so much about like, just what's better for, for but, like mo- money wise than but like, you know, you know, triple H was on Austin's podcast a few years ago and Austin came out and asked him about uh, China. Right. And right. he said, it's more than just being able to put somebody in a hall of fame or bring somebody back. He goes, so and he laid this out to Austin. He goes, I got three young daughters that love this business. He goes, and we say China's going to the hall of fame and they look up her name. What's going to come up? Right. No, I saw that. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. No, I get that. You know, which is what I do, which is the business side of things that we were just talking about. Yeah, you know, and like all that, and it's so. I can, you know, and I firmly believe for them, it's not easy. It's not an easy decision. No. You know, um, you know, same with, you know, CM Punk. I think is a different case in all this. I think one day, CM Punk will be back. 
Yeah, yeah, like, no, I do. I, I, for, and I'm not saying, you know, in a year or two, uh, you know, maybe five years down the road, he's gonna, he's gonna want that one-off match. He, and I know, you know, Punk has been very critical of Triple H and Stephanie and Vince and the creative teams. But I, you know, we never thought that Hogan would come back or Warrior would come back or right. would even work with them, you know. So it, that one's a possibility. Um, the the warrior thing's crazy because like they trashed him in that like DVD. Oh, that was that DVD. I I watched it a couple months ago, um, because I remember watching it when it first came out. I actually bought the DVD. And yeah. I'm just like the whole time, I'm shaking my head. I'm like, man, this is bad. Right. I'm like honestly surprised that he like came back for like the Hall of Fame and stuff. I I loved it. I loved it though. Like everything about it. Um, that the whole thing was crazy, and then he like dies. Like what? Uh, well, yeah. Well, that actually brings me to uh, my number three. Can oh, perfect. My, or which one would it be? Yeah. Well, my next conspiracy. Um, yeah, it's three. Yeah, three. Um, I really, I think Warrior knew that his time was coming. Right. Same. And I think the whole thing is he needed to come back and mend that fence. Oh, yeah, and you can tell by the way he was speaking, like, on Raw or at the Hall of Fame, like, that it's so cryptic and, like, eerie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, no. do you think that, like, they all knew? I don't think they all knew. I don't think anybody knew. I like, think... that's what led it to happen? Or, like, cause, like, it was a secret? Like, I think it was a secret. I don't even think his wife knew. Um, no. I think it was something in Warrior's mind and heart that he – because he mended a lot of fences – that day uh when they did the special on the wwe network for it yeah um, yeah you know him and hogan mended fences him and jerry waller mended fences like you know he vent him and vince just you know there there's a there's a shot of warrior coming out to do his rehearsal for his speech and him hugging vince and i'm like oh my god like he came and then you know his passing and then it was like wow he came back to make sure that everything in his legacy would live on. The timing is insane because you think like if he didn't do the Hall of Fame that year, like that was it. Like there was no like, ne- like he could have never like it had to be in that weekend. Yeah, and I mean, granted, do I think if he passed away that that Tuesday still do but I think were- you know the next year he would have been in the Hall of Fame. But it w- I feel like it wouldn't have meant anything because they had trashed him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he yes. had to have come back in order for it to, like, feel like it was genuine. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I feel like he was just – he was a polarizing person. Very. Yeah, you know, for sure. He, he broke into the business with Sting. Um, and Sting talks, you know, in his younger years when they were together, he said, I love Warrior. You know, he was my best friend, uh, you know, and then they had business differences. So, like, even for him to see Sting that weekend, you know, like, all of it was just the perfect timing. Right. What do you think about, like, the changing of his name and, like, all of that kind of stuff? Like, do you think that there was, like, an like an issue with him? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I don't want to go out and say this, but... um. I think there was a lot of steroids in his younger years that affected his brain. Right. And, um, you know, because at one point when he when he changed his name to the lawyer, I know he was trying to get into politics, like early 2000s. Mm-hmm. And it never, you know, nothing ever came of it, obviously. <laughs> but I feel like, yeah, there there was something that wasn't right with him. Um I do know he, he changed his name to Warrior because he did do some independent bookings um, mm-hmm. in the mid-2000s, and it was so he could use that name. Yeah, that's crazy, but I never would have thought to, be, to like think that, like, okay, he knew it was happening. Like, he knew that that was coming. Like, that's so crazy. Yeah, I mean, and maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe it was just a big, you know, um, a but big like, coincidence. The you know. stuff he was saying. Oh yeah, you know the one man will bleed his or beat his last heartbeat, and you know all that. That that promo gives me goosebumps every time. Every time I watch it, I've had goosebumps like at least like ten times during this conversation. 
Yeah, yeah, because it's so ridiculous. And it's right. you know, he is you know, when when I was growing up, mm-hmm. there was four wrestlers that always stood stood out in my mind. Right. And it was Sting, Flair, Hogan, and Warrior. Warrior. You know. Mm-hmm. And I mean his crazy promos <laughs> were just ridiculous. Right, especially as a kid, like that is like something that's gonna get you hyped up and like pump, like really into it. Yeah, yeah, he he was great, man. He was, you know, and if it was, if he did know, kudos to him for mending all those fences. Right. If he didn't know, you know, horrible coincidence, horrible coincidence. Because I feel like I feel like he would have worked more with the company had he not passed. Yeah, I think so. I think that it would have led to something more for sure. You know, and um, it looked like it was going to. I mean, like I had did not think that the the next day after like his Monday Night Raw thing that he would be dead. Yeah, well, I didn't expect him to do the promo on Monday Night Raw. Oh no, because usually like they don't do that. Yeah, you know, I did. I didn't expect that, and that was just so. Which makes amazing. it even crazier. That was, you know, that was just amazing, and that's what led me to believe that he was going to, um, do more with the with the company. Yeah, and if you go back, like, he doesn't really look that good there in that promo. Like, he's really, like, red and, like, he, he like, looks, like, ill. Yeah, he looks sick. He, he looks very sick. Yeah, so, I mean, no, I, I'm very – okay, so that actually – I want to lead to, like, my number three real quick, and that's the fact that, like, uh, Ultimate Warrior was replaced with another one. <laughs> um, I can remember – when he came back for WrestleMania 12. 12, yeah. The against, face hunter. Yeah. Uh, everybody said there was two Ultimate Warriors. What and, do you think? You know, I you know, at a young age hearing that, oh, this is the new Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. This is the new Ultimate Warrior. And then, but then you go and you put the pictures side by side and it's the same guy. It's John Helwig. But it's like some it's like one of those like conspiracies that has been like so long standing. Yeah, yeah. I I don't you know, I'm to be dead honest with you, my only real response to that is I don't think yeah. I don't think there was two ultimate warriors. Why do you think that people are so obsessed with the fact that like I don't think there is either, but why do you think that people are so obsessed with that? Um honestly, I, I'll be honest, man, I I don't know. Like and that and that was something that had went on. It still goes on to this day. Um, yeah. And like, I just don't know why. Um, I mean, I get it that he disappeared, and for a long time, like it was like five years, he was out of the business. Right. And then um, he uh, changed his appearance, but I mean, guys do that all the time, you know. Yeah, for like, sure. All like, I know, all mm-hmm. I know is somewhere. Somebody came up with that crazy idea and people believed it. Yeah, like I felt like I had to include that. It was one of my ones on the list anyway, but I felt like I had to include it just because we were already talking about him and stuff. And I felt like that's something that has been so long standing. And you're right, like people change their appearance all the time. Like Triple H, who was in that match, does not look anything like that anymore. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Triple H, two years prior to that, doesn't look like what he did in that. Right. So, yeah, he's definitely someone who uh, evolves and, and stuff like that. Um, so I, I don't believe it, but it's interesting to one question I have is in regarding ultimate warrior. And that is if he changed his name to just warrior, how come his wife is Dana warrior? I don't know. Like, I don't get why, like, what's his well, first name? Ma- maybe, it, maybe it's because his, just his whole name's warrior. So she took the last name warrior as her last name. That's so weird. It's very weird. I mean, like, because I don't know. But I will come, I want to commend real quick WWE for, like, doing stuff like that for, like, the wives of, like, wrestlers who have died and stuff. Like, Vicky Guerrero and and Dana Warrior. Like, that's so cool. You know, hats off to them. Yeah. Hats off to WWE because they are just, they have evolved that into a company like such a good company great company when it comes to taking care of everybody now mm-hmm. you, know, you know uh like like vicky guerrero she came in and was never going to be an on-screen character and was an on-screen character so she could finish out eddie's contract 
Right. And I would argue that she became literally one of the most memorable and greatest like heel characters of all time. I loved I loved her character. Yeah. Her and Ziggler, her and Edge, like like all that. I loved it. You know, right. and, and then now they got the Warrior Award and, and Dana Warrior is like an ambassador with WWE and I just think it is so amazing that both those extremely, extremely polarizing characters, um, their legacy will live on. I completely agree. I actually I, I, I know I'll wrap I'll do it really quick, but I did have like a tie for number three. And that is the conspiracy that like WWE has totally like fabricated a lot of the details of the Connor uh Connor's cure situation. With like how, like that him and Daniel Bryan weren't really close at all. Like that's all like fake and that it was like really like Justin Roberts and like all that kind of thing. I don't know how much you know about that. Um, you know, I've heard I've heard that, but I don't believe it. Right. I think it's just someone who's like bitter from like getting fired. Yeah, um, because Daniel Bryan as a person, I mean Right. He's the same person on screen that he is backstage. I mean, you watch him on Total Bellas and Total Divas, he is the same person. Yeah. He's very humble, he's very kind. So so that I don't believe. I don't and, believe that. And the whole thing is like that it's like such like this lie that WWE is like trying to concoct to like make themselves look good. And uh I think that like I don't know. Like that's yeah, I agree. That's like a little far. Yeah. Um I do want to say though that I'm assuming at this point we both have the same number two and number one. Um yeah. I mean your your number one's probably my number two. Well what is your number two? Uh, my number two is the Montreal Screwjob. Uh, my number two is the Montreal Screwjob. Oh, okay. That's awesome. That's which awesome. Me- so which means we know what our number ones are. So, yeah. that, okay, like let's just dive into this Montreal Screwjob. Can so take the fans definitely... back to this. <laughs> this, this one's going to be good because uh, I know how much you feel of, uh, how you feel about Shawn Michaels. And, I do. Um, at that time, Bret Hart was my guy. Um. So that's this is uncomfortable. It is, um, it is. It is. I just got like immediately like uncomfortable. I was like, "Oh no." Um, um but so I'm I'm just gonna dive dive in into okay. Um, and I'm just gonna ask you a simple question because I think this is gonna really you know send off the conversation one way or another. Was the okay. Montreal screw job a work or was it a shoot? Um, do you know? I was I literally so I recently watched the like reunion of like when Bret Hart came back in 2010 and and did like the reuniting with Shawn Michaels whatever um and I I said to my grandma I was like you know I think that maybe this just like wasn't true at all maybe it was just another elaborate scheme to tear eventually tear down WCW see I don't I don't think it was that 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 elaborate. Um, you don't think it was that elaborate? Like you don't think that a lot of them were sent there to like destroy that? Well, I think Hall and Nash were, but um, that was that was one of my extras on the list, just in case we had a lot of the similar things. Of the same. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, and I firmly believe it was a work. Um, one. Do you? One. Why would why would Bret Hart not want to lose in Canada? Right, right. Well, I mean, like, okay. he, at that time, he was spending so much time, like, he had, like, he was always, like, from Canada, whatever, but, like, in that, like, year period, he had become this, like, super, like, Canada, 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 Canada person. Okay, so so here's my thing with it. All right, and, and I'm just gonna dive right into it. Okay. He, if he, I think he went to Vince and said, you can't have me lose in Canada because of how much steam I have right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't care who you are. If you're Bret Hart, he had a feeling he was getting screwed that night. If it was a, if it was a shoot, right? He would There's not no... have let Shawn Michaels put him in that sharpshooter. Oh, I agree. I think like the, the fact that that even happened at all is like bizarre. I think that's the only re like one of the reasons why, um, it was a work is because I know for a fact that if Bret Hart truly thought he was going to get screwed, he would not let Shawn Michaels put him in that sharpshooter. Do you think that it was all just to kick off what would become the Mr. McMahon character? Yes. I, I, and I, was, I was getting to that. 
Sorry. Um, <laughs> I feel like one. Why were there cameras following Vince into uh, uh, Brett's locker room? Oh, right. Because when like real stuff happens, like they usually just shut it down. And you don't see that. Yeah. Um, right. Right. The black eye was so fabricated. Right. Like you know, and then. I think, personally, what I think it was, it was to make sure Shawn Michaels was the biggest villain in the world. I you think, feel, okay, you think it was, like, set up to make him look bad in real life or make his character look bad? Both. Oh, okay. Because uh, Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette is a huge believer that this is a work. And I watched a 10-minute uh, interview with him on a podcast the other day. Really? I, you gotta, like, hit me up with that. I wanna hear that. And uh, he, uh, he, and this is I'm getting this information that I'm telling you uh, from him. Okay. He feels because he was on the creative team then, mm-hmm. and uh, he feels that there was a lot of closed door meetings between Brett and Sean, Sean and Vince, Vince and Brett that day. Okay. Weeks, months leading up to that match, and that. Everybody was kept in the dark that maybe five or six people knew. Um, Do you think that this is why Sean was actually really uh, kind of out a few months later? Yes. yes. Oh, okay. I, th- I think the heat got too much for Sean. Right. Uh, granted, I knew he had a bad back. Do you think that, that this led to like a lot of his issues that he like had? Yes. Interesting. And I think, I think what it was is because Brett's contract with WCW started that Monday. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to walk out and hand the belt to him. And why would Vince McMahon allow that to happen when he's leaving? Why would Vince McMahon allow him to do the WCW signal in the ring? Oh, okay. And, like, even let that be shown on camera? Even let that, yeah. Because Vince could, you know, I feel if it was a a shoot, they would have, boom, that would have been the end of the pay-per-view right there. Right. You wouldn't see Brett freaking out. None of that. Um, and Cornette says what it allowed was Bret Hart to go to WCW with a lot of hatred for Vince and a lot of credibility to his character. Right. And it catapulted the Mr. McMahon character through the roof. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, I didn't, I never really thought, okay, so you know what? That kind of makes sense a lot because if you go, if Bret Hart was really walking in with uh, 12 years of animosity going to that episode where he returned in 2010, uh, would he really let Shawn Michaels stand there and be like, you deserved this? Like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, would he even, like, let that happen if it was, like, a real thing? Like, if you have all those built-up issues and then somebody stands in the ring, scripted or not, like, you're not going to want to hear that. Absolutely not. You know, um, I feel like it was a way for... Vince to let Brett go and right. Brett to keep the steam. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it, it's unfortunate that WCW dropped the ball on that because that could have been huge for them. How um, real do you think the Monday Night Wars really were? I think the Monday Night Wars were very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it just sounds like, like a lot of stuff we say that like Vince McMahon just like maybe wanted to just create something to, like, eventually propel his own company. I don't know. It just is all very, like... Surreal. Yeah. He, I feel like he's honestly this, like, mastermind. Um, But, yeah. You know, right now, you know, the thing in Canada bugs me because um, there was a... I, Cornette pitched an idea. They were in Detroit the night before, and he said... Okay. He said to Brett, he said, why don't we have you drop the belt tonight and then you lose by disqualification tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that and, wouldn't be bad. And Brett said, and I quote, and this is what Jim Cornette says. Okay. He says, um, <laughs> Brett looked me dead in the face and said, I will never drop this title to Shawn Michaels. Oh. So when does it stop being real and start being a work? Right, like there's, there because you have no I idea. I don't care how much of a, a ass Shawn Michaels was. Excuse the language. Yeah, you're fine. There was still a a very um 
mutual respect between Brett and Sean. Right, two of the greatest performers of all time. Yeah, you know, they. if, if you want to talk about the two guys that changed the industry and paved the way for guys like Daniel Bryan, CM Punk, you know, all these guys that don't look like your prototype. Balor, Rollins, yeah, yeah. You got to thank Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Right. So I firmly believe that it is the greatest work in wrestling history. I wish we would like no. I honestly really wish that there was like a way to like know for sure. I, I that's one. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think it will come out until the day Sean or Brett is on their deathbed because I don't. I don't think that Vince McMahon will ever come out and say what really happened. Do you think that if Brett hadn't had that like injury or whatever, like with the stroke and all that, like do you think that he or whatever happened to him? Do you think that he would have ended up back in WWE wrestling? Yes. Like, sooner than – he probably would have come, like, right after WCW closed. Right after – and I think Sean would have came back, and they would have they would have had the – they would have renewed that rivalry, and it would have been money. Right. No, it, that, it would have been a license to print money. It really would have. Like, people would have been so invested in that. I, that's kind of sucks that that's a match that we, we never got again. Um, yeah. Because, like, their last match together, especially having one of the greatest matches of all time, WrestleMania 12, the Iron Man. Uh, uh, it sucks that, like, the last match between them is, like, ends like that. Absolutely. You know, and I felt like, I felt like that, like, even that, um, like, finish. Yeah. Up for, okay, if it doesn't work in WCW, you can always come back, and at least you'll have Sean to work with. Right. And right. you guys will draw money, and you will draw, you know, that would have been a I think I think they would have made millions and millions of dollars off of that feud had Brett Brett not had the stroke and had Sean not get it, got injured and left for four years. Yeah, I I mean I we'll never know, but I, the, I'm honestly like now even more convinced that you're that you're right. Um, but now on the, on the flip side, if it mm-hmm. was a shoot, kudos to Vince McMahon. Right. Like like, you know because. As much as I believe it is, it's the greatest work ever. There's still mm-hmm. a part of me that you know maybe it wasn't. Maybe they want everybody to think it was a work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I firmly believe that if it was a shoot, Vincent Man is even more smarter than I give him credit for, and that's I give him a lot of credit for being a genius. Okay, and if it is, either way, that moment is what like saved his company. Because it that, led to the McMahon, you would never have McMahon Austin if you didn't have the Brett McMahon. Absolutely, absolutely, and it changed the landscape of the business. For yeah, forever like that forever. was yeah. I mean, not not only did it make WWE into what it is today, but you know, you kind of saw you know WCW had the hottest wrestler on the planet at the time, and they couldn't capitalize on it. Yeah, there was just a lot fundamentally wrong with with WCW. But yeah, uh, I just uh, an amazing <laughs> an amazing topic. You know, yeah, I I I do want to I do want to like out in the future do a, like a thing about WCW, but I want to real quick say about them is like it reminds me like looking back like how TNA eventually had like the washed up like stars of WWE. I feel like WCW like kind of did the same thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Two guys, I, I say, or three guys, I say all the time ever got a push in WCW, and that was Goldberg, Booker T, and right at the very end, not a lot of people remember this, Billy Kidman actually beat Hulk Hogan clean. Yeah, yeah. Like, like so they, they, they had the ability to make stars, but they didn't. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, yeah, because if you look at people like Jericho and Rey Mysterio, they became w- way bigger in WWE. Yeah, you know, and and Guerrero, and yeah. Even as far as Benoit, like the the last night Benoit was in WCW, they gave him the title because they thought he'd stay. Right. But you know, you know, we definitely need to do a show on WCW. <laughs> we no, I I completely agree with that. Okay, I I really want to dive into our number one, which I think we both know what it is. Oh my God. Chris Benoit's murder. Oh my God. What a, the whole thing is like a convoluted mess. It, it is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of notes that I took over the last week on this because I wanted to make sure my facts were. 
I, I wanted. I have one question to start out with. Like you did this on the last one. One question to start out with. Did he do it? No. Okay, go now. I will let you like proceed. Um. So we all know. I'm going to give a little backstory. We all okay. know that Chris Benoit was married to a woman who was um married to Kevin Sullivan. Right. I have heard this. Okay, go ahead. Um. And and Kevin Sullivan was married to woman before Benoit was. And, right. and, you know, she left Sullivan for Benoit. Um, there's a lot of animosity there. Still to this mm-hmm. day, I, I uh, read an article while I was digging this up that uh, Kevin Sullivan was asked, uh, what do you think about the Chris Benoit murders? And he said, it's a damn shame that his wife and his son died because he's the only one that deserved it. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, and Sorry. Yeah, ridiculous, right? Right. Um, so... Like, you know, uh, so I'm going to just dive into this. Okay. Um, the first thing that really, really got me is when they found the bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, there was 10 beer bottles and two bottles of wine emptied and opened in Benoit's house. Right. The toxiology reports that came back, mm-hmm. uh, none of them, not even Daniel, had anything in their system. Right. Um, the only thing that uh, Benoit had in his system was painkillers, which it was uh, oxycodone, which is yeah. basically a Percocet. Yeah. Um, and anxiety medicine. Mm-hmm. That's all he had. Now, uh, what would happen was if he was taking anxiety medicine and painkillers, it would not make him. It would not send him on a rage. It right. would basically make him pass out yeah he wouldn't go on like some murderous rampage absolutely okay. absolutely um there was steroids in the house so this is this is the one that, that gets me mm-hmm. chris benoit's brain is was said to be that of an 87 year old man right which i, I take that. that from him doing the headbutt for 20 years right so much and can cut you know every night that was his thing. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, um, that's literally what he built his his career on. Um, and there was no ster- traces of steroids in his bloodstream, or in, right. in um Nancy's bloodstream. Daniel yeah. Daniel had it in his bloodstream, but minimal traces. And wasn't it the fact that he had like that disease thing that he wasn't growing right? Yeah, yeah. He he was uh, right. mentally handicapped. Right. Um. So, I mean, but then it, it, get, it gets even crazier. Um, he had told Chavo Guerrero months prior that him and Nancy were taking separate ways home because they felt somebody was following them. Right. And he never, he never opened up about it. Um, never, uh, you know, said, you know, whatever. And then, oh, th- th- this, this stuff gets me. Right, it's so freaky. A lot of cryptic texts were sent out on the Sunday. I don't think he sent those. Hey, absolutely. So this is what I'm getting to. Um, there was multiple texts sent out to Chavo Guerrero and Dean Malenko mm-hmm. um, on Sunday. And they even said that it was very like weird things like his address and how to take care of the dogs. And like, right. Like the dogs are like by the pool or something like weird. Yeah. 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 yeah very ridiculous. Um, now <laughs> this is the freaky part. Okay. One Daniel's death has changed three times. Really? I actually um, didn't know, did not know that. The coroner has said that originally that he died on Friday, then they change it to Saturday. Then they change it to Sunday. So, Whoa. So, Chris Benoit, the original, you know, coroner report, had went out and said that he died Saturday. Right. So, who was um, sending With... those texts on Sunday? Right, right. Um, and if Nancy died, this is this one is really weird for me. Um, Nancy was pronounced dead Saturday. Right. On that Saturday before she would have been dead. Right. Her death was announced on Wikipedia. On Wikipedia. Right. Right. Um, and 
a lot of other people have, you know, I know, I know I'm throwing a lot, a lot at you. I just want to get these facts out because they're ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, one, why was Nancy tied up? Because if, if Chris was on painkillers and anxiety pills, she <clears> could have, <throat> you know, forcefully beat him, you know, pushed him off. Cause she, she was, she's not small. She was a strong woman. Right. I don't think he would need to, I don't think he would need to tie her up to do anything to her, really. Exactly. Um, right. And then um, his cell phone is missing. They never found his cell phone. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. They've never once found his cell phone. Oh, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> so, so this is the last tidbit that I, I have on this. this mm-hmm. So, Chris Benoit was found um, by his weight bench with right. a towel wrapped around his neck. Right. And then the cord wrapped around him, but he was laying on the ground when they found the body. Oh, that's weird. So, how could somebody say, how did he hang himself from that cord? Right. You know, he, he was a 245 pound man. Mm-hmm. I know those pulleys, you know, 90% of those pulleys only have about 100 pounds on them. Right. So, th- yeah, that that was another one. And I mean, it just comes back, you know, if it wasn't Kevin Sullivan, right. you, know, you know, I'm not I'm not an FBI agent or CIA agent. <laughs> can't, can't predict that. Then it was somebody. I, I firmly believe uh, Benoit did not do it. He did not murder his family. What about, like, the photo of that was, like, of him at, like, the doctor's, like, which had already been allegedly took place after, like, the wife was dead? Yeah, like, like, there was just so much, like, none of this adds up. Do you think that if if he, the, some things that have read, like, if he did kill himself, that maybe he, like, found them dead and then killed himself? That could be a possibility, but he was home that weekend. Right. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, Because at that time, Chris was only working TVs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, so, he, and he had just moved to ECW. Yeah, he was in ECW, so he was only working Tuesdays. Um, he was only working right. pay-per-views. He, he wasn't working live events or anything like that. Because uh, another thing that I read is that he was on his way out. Basically, what he was doing was going into Knights of Champions to put over John Morrison, and right. then, and he, he was going to have one more match at SummerSlam, and then he was done. Well, wait, wait, wait! I thought that like he was originally going to fight CM Punk, but they replaced Benoit with Morrison. Oh yes, that's what it was. Sorry, which which Sorry. actually like really like kickstarted the Morrison like character. Yes, yes. Like Sorry. Benoit dying was the best thing that ever happened, which is messed up. But like the best thing that ever happened to John Morrison's career. Yes, you're right. It was CM Punk. It was. He was um, he, he was a believer of CM Punk. Sorry. But a lot of people like said that he thought that like being sent to ECW was like a demotion. Yeah, it was a punishment. It was a uh But like at that time there was like a lot of like bigger people like getting sent over there like Kane was sent over like I I wouldn't say that it's a punishment necessarily. No, not at that time. To, you know, Kurt Angle was over there. You know, they yeah. they're just trying to get the brand over. Right, because they That's really all- wanted it to be like a good competing third brand. Yeah, you know, um, but you're right. It was CM Punk. I'm sorry about that. Oh, you're good. Um, but yeah, like, and it was supposed to jumpstart CM Punk because Benoit was a firm believer of CM Punk. And um, right. Yeah, I mean, it's just all this, like, like even like right now, I got goosebumps, like just thinking that like he didn't do it. I don't even like know what to like okay so what here's a question i have how did wwe not know any like details before they did the tribute yeah like i don't get that like i feel like they would have known that it looked like a murder suicide like before they did the tribute yeah you know because like i think what it was is everybody was so shocked do you think that they wanted to do the tribute and then do the apology? That way you they know, could still do the tribute? You know, that's a possibility. Because I I firmly think, what if that was the case, then now, now that you say that, that makes a lot of sense. I think maybe they knew, and they mm-hmm. didn't 
they don't believe it. Right. Right. And they're just doing what it's best for business. Uh, I know that's like the, the term that they use, but like yeah, the, the cliche. <laughs> the, the, yeah. Right. Right. The best for business because it's best for business to just pretend like he doesn't just like, okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But like, maybe you're right. Like they don't really believe it. You know, because Chris Jericho is adamant. Right. Right. And you he, know, Jericho, he just had that match with Kenny Omega and he dedicated it to, to uh, the f- and Eddie. Yeah. And Eddie, and he got a lot of heat and, uh, he just said, Hey, they're my best friends, you know? So, so I firmly believe Jericho doesn't believe it either. You know, that being said, do you think that there's anything more to Eddie's death? No, no. I think, I think Eddie's death was just, you know, he, he put a lot of mileage on his bodies. With right. And that was right. just his body giving up on him. Right. I didn't know. Cause I know that like that really hadn't messed up Kristen while a lot of people have said. So I didn't know that, like, if there's a chance that there's a weird connection. You know, the only thing weird <laughs> about, about Eddie Guerrero's death, and I find this such a coincidence, his first drug overdose was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He died in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Right. So, like, th- that was weird to me. But other than that, like, no, man, I don't think uh, – I don't think Chris Ben – or Eddie Guerrero's death was – was anything other than Eddie's body giving up on him. Now, I just read something about, like, one of Chris Benoit's other kids is, like, pursuing a wrestling career. Uh, David. Okay, so any chance that he ends up in WWE? So so this is this is a weird, weird uh, question because about a year and a half ago, he was backstage at WWE with uh, Scott Hall, Cody Hall, and uh, Dean Malenko actually invited him right and there is a picture of him in a wwe ring that's crazy that's nuts right and um you know i'm never gonna say never uh Mm. i think it'd be a damn shame if he didn't you know one day at least get the opportunity do you know that like at first i didn't even think it was like real because it was coming off of like the vince mcmahon limo explosion yeah no it was so which uh, I mean, I the one the Vince McMahon explosion was just dumb. Right, right. Like, like the dumbest thing ever, and he even admits that it was the dumbest thing he's ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, like, even with that, I still like me personally. I was like, no way. Right. Like, and, and you know, m- maybe now, if I was older, it would have crossed my mind. But then I was just so shocked. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was crazy. I was like, uh, but like, I don't know how they thought they died, but like to me, immediately, I was like, okay, well, uh, it's got to be like a murder type thing. Yeah, or or like carbon monoxide, like a fam, a entire family doesn't just die. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> like you just, yeah. I mean, yeah, like something fell off about the situation, like from the very beginning. Yeah, I firmly believe that that he. Uh, he was murdered. And like I said, I, I'm not saying it was Kevin Sullivan. I mean, it's, you know, Kevin Sullivan has said some pretty uh, outrageous things. Um, right. But, uh, you know, Chris, Chris Benoit firmly believes somebody was following him home. I would love to just, like, dive, like, deeper and just tr- try to be somebody that figures it out. Like, I think that would be fascinating. Oh, it'd be absolutely amazing. But how, how do you go by it? You know, how do you go about that? I would, I would love to welcome Kel- Kevin Sullivan on, on this show. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And have a discussion. I think that would be great. Like an actual, like uncensored conversation about the deaths uh, uh, of the Benoit family. I think that would be fascinating. I'm very in, 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 in involved in that situation. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I definitely think that has to be the number one wrestling conspiracy of, of all time. Of all time. Of all time. I mean, just because of the magnitude. Right. Like, and, and I mean, it could have been any wrestler other than Chris Benoit, and we'd still be talking to about it as number one. Yeah. You know, like, because it's just so outrageous. Like, it really is. The thing, like, I don't know. You know, you know, I... <laughs> I thought about this a long time ago, you know, that 
they dive into Tupac and Biggie not being dead or how they got killed. Or, to have like a Chris Benoit one? Like, come on. Well, you know, they're they're coming out with a Chris Benoit movie. Oh, like the crossface thing? The crossface thing, man. I did hear that, yeah. A lot of people aren't happy about it. No. I, I mean, I don't know if it'll ever get off the ground because of that. I I think that it's something that I would just love further i really would i i that's fa- it fascinates me absolutely fascinating and absolutely. where do they live again uh they lived in uh atlanta georgia atlanta i'm actually gonna be in atlanta in august so i would love to like try to check something out while i'm there uh, that's awesome that's awesome. yeah i'm i'm gonna be there august 10th for a few days so i'm like i actually want to like creep and like <laughs> i don't know i just would like to even i don't know what i would do but i would just i'm so invested um, I forgot what we were going to talk about next week because I wanted to let everybody know. Um, did we like pick one? I don't think we did. So wh- why don't we talk about uh, WCW next week? All right, yeah, I'm totally down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like watch the thing that you said. I'm just gonna do a lot of WCW research because oh, do, do it. I got, a, I got a lot of things to say, so definitely watch that documentary. So I mean, what do you want? Like, is there anything specific about WCW you want to talk about, or just like in general? You know, I, I really want to talk about uh, a little bit about their early days. Okay. And, and, um, you know, let's get into Bischoff. <laughs> right. I, I think mean, we might Bischoff's have to split this up. We might have to split this up into a couple shows. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'd be down for a WCW series, guys, and I think you would too. Like, give us some feedback. I'm, I'm really into that. Uh, yeah, I think it was. This has been interesting talking about the conspiracies and stuff. I had goosebumps like almost every one we talked about. Every single one. <laughs> right, right. Okay, guys, uh, tune in next week, same time, clickbait. Uh, and, guys, I'm pretty sure we deserve a Slammy Award. I'm just saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> Give us, come on, Vince. Come on, Vince. Slammy for OMG, awesome, whatever you want to call it, podcast, clickbait. Do it, do it. All right, all right, Gary. Thank you so much again for, for being my co-host on this. And I'm Absolutely, happy to be, I'm happy to be your co-host. Absolutely. Great. Great show. Share away, people. Share away. Share. Let's get let's get this spread. And and Kevin Sullivan, if you're listening, um, first of all, don't kill me. Second of all, uh, please come on the show. We we would love yeah. to have you. I'm pushing for that. Like, I, I people have seen what I can do with this with, with hashtag yellow. Let's see what we can do with hashtag Kevin on clickbait. Let's do it. All right. I, I think that's awesome. We will see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. <laughs>